Franchisors around the world are pushing bad franchisees through and ruining their businesses. Coming up next. You didn't hold back on that headline there. No, and as I reflect back on what I just said, I feel like that's like uh, the scene in Office Space where they start beating the shit out of the machine. Yeah, I mean, nothing was held back. I mean, look, we're we're gonna we're gonna give some honest feedback here, Charles. The topic is, uh, and well, I mean, the subject line was no, no, in franchising, no means maybe. And why does it mean maybe? Well, when there's aggressive sales goals and you're forcing your sales team to go sell, 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 then are they wrong for pushing bad candidates through when their livelihood and their uh, ability to take care of their families is built on these, these you know false numbers that are pulled from the sky? Thoughts? Now, well, if you go back to the headline, right, you said pushing franchisees through, you know, franchisors are ruining their businesses. And I mean, it happens, right? I, I mean, I won't mention particular brands, but we've seen brands that grow and then they crater, they lose franchisees, lose traction. I mean, there's so much balancing here that needs to go on. And then I think, Nick, too, we have to differentiate between sales teams and management teams and how integrated they are in the process. I mean, it's lot, lots to lots to break down. So bad candidate comes to the table. Um, naturally, it's not in, to, in today's sales world, uh, the prospect is not typically hunted down by the salesperson. It, it is an inbound lead. That's where that's where leads come from. And we, we agree on that, right? Like the majority of lead generation is inbound for majority of brands. Yeah, I mean I mean if you're including brokers is inbound, right? Yeah, that's still an inbound lead. So yep. lead has come in. Um, and your goal, well, let's back up. The goal that's been created, and we've had this discussion with many franchise sales executives, the goal that gets created, it goes like this. 50 deals. I go, okay, so last year we did 12. So can we like multiply our budget times four? No, same budget. So now we're already playing from behind because data pointed towards if we're going to get these 50, you know, whatever these, wherever the number came from, 50 deals done, yet our data points to 12. Now, how are we going to make up this additional 38? So that, that's problem one in the sales process. So now the inbound lead comes in and you will probably sell another 12. And if you look at consistency backwards, they're usually, it's pretty consistent unless you drastically change or disrupt your process, which that's gonna come from uh, franchisees having uber success. So unit level economics goes up um, or you decide that you're gonna deploy more budget uh, and be a little bit more specific about how you're deploying your budget. I mean, generally speaking, Charles, do you agree that year over year franchise development sales is fairly consistent for majority of brands? Yes, I, I, except on the emerging end when you have a brand scaling up and you have that growth and if they're involved with an FSO and whatnot, but sure. year over year, it's very consistent. Okay, so now, 
And and do you agree that there are leaders who pull numbers out of the sky and hand that over to the sales team and say, go do this? I do, but I'm going to put a caveat here. Even if even if numbers are realistic, right? I think there's value in also discussing selling to the wrong candidate just to sell also, right? So I don't agree this issue just arises. I know problem one is you you have an unrealistic sales budget, so you're going to take candidates that aren't qualified. Well, right? and and challenge two that you just brought up, I think I think that is connected. Maybe not to like you take an emerging brand that doesn't have as much pressure they're like look we got a small budget we're going to put it to work we're going to get the prospect in how hard is it to say no to someone that's like yeah hey, well, your brand it becomes impossible right, right. so though the you know so two different spectrums those emerging brands um they're fighting in a competitive marketplace if it's a broker generated deal the last thing they want to do is turn it down and they probably many times when they just start off don't have the right experience or team members to say we should walk away from deals. And so you see that happen all the time on the emerging end. On the larger brands, I agree. Um, expectations may be too high. Sales goals may be too high. But I'm going to challenge you. Sometimes that's a cop-out for PR companies. Oh, yes. I love this. Wait, where's the challenge? Well, the challenge is this. I mean, I don't think you could just frame up the problem as. So if I'm management, I'm being like, Nick, my goals aren't unrealistic. You have to generate more for us. Great. Is okay. that am I good management now? I mean, first of all, I'd be like, uh, okay, go find another agency. Because <laughs> one, I, 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 I don't want to work with brands that, can't like we can certainly dream big and I, I i support brands dreaming big and we've had we've had plenty of situations where a brand surpassed the expectations of the previous year but a few elements go into it one franchise sales is like a locomotive if you shut off your ad budgets you start the locomotive over and the locomotive goes very slowly until it gets momentum and then when it gets momentum it's hard to stop so for instance, Big Blue Swim School, which had tremendous momentum, has tremendous momentum with about 150 awarded to high level, high net worth individuals. If Scott Thompson, who leads sales there goes, shut the budget off. It's not like the momentum's gonna continue at that pace, it's gonna dribble down. And then he's gonna have to start all over again and it's gonna cost just as much to get that momentum going. So like franchise sales is a locomotive. So if you shut it off, it's hard, it's hard to recover. And from a PR standpoint, like PR sometimes can put lipstick on a pig. But if your franchisees are making money, then the reality is as a part of the sales process, buyers are going to call your franchisees and say, should should we do this or would you do it again? And if there's hesitation or pause, that's going to delay that signing or it's going to divert that signing. Therefore, PR doesn't just solve all your issues. And I think, I think this is the fundamental thing with franchise sales marketing period is there are so many layers to it. It's not a pizza. It's not a dough, sauce, cheese, topping. It is like super chaotic and each of the slices is in a different area. And I think that's, that's hard. 
So I, I agree with you. If if a brand says, look, we, we want to grow more next year, then the then we have to open up what is the discussion there. And then you take you take another another element that's uncontrollable is the reality is me and you, Charles, if we're tar- if we're qualified, ready to buy buyers, every single franchisor wants us. Especially if we're in a market that they can award us in, they all want us and they're all spending money. And they're all they're all saying, come over here, our brand's cooler, come over here. And because of that, there's so much competition to get the, the single buyer that's going to come into the system. So very, I mean, we've talked, we've talked ad nauseum about that stuff, but from a sales process, person walks into no, your room. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to sell because look in this, it's all going to track back at least in this problem one scenario, which is if we have unrealistic sales goals and management has set these goals and as a team, leadership, sales, outside vendors, we don't have aligned expectations that are realistic. If I'm sales, and that's my only component, and I'm not buying into the greater good or the long-term core values. I mean, you mentioned Big Blue, that's, you're talking leadership teams, core values. I'm just gonna sell. And so, so, you know, what you're identifying is a management problem you know, so I get it, but like that's a cop out for PR companies. It's not and a cop vendors. Out. No, well, I get thing, it. Good thing we're not a PR company. Good thing we're much more than that. Well, I agree with that too. But I mean, here's it's not a cop out. It's it's let's have a discussion. And I think that's where sales teams need to and and look, you're gonna see this at the end of the bottom thoughts. The question a sales team needs to start with 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 the management. And hopefully sales is part of management, needs to go something like this. Are we going to sell the brand in the next three years, three to five years? Right. Yes. Unfortunately for franchise buyers, and I'm, I'm raising this awareness of franchise buyers, keep your guard up. Make sure if you're going to buy into that brand that you're checking off all the boxes. Because if you're you're barely able to put together enough money to buy into that brand, a brand that is getting ready to sell or exit might make concessions on bringing people in to increase the valuation through futures. It's just how it works. Now, if the brand is, is sustainable or the brand is making acquisitions or they're part of a, you know, a, a more of a holding company, then that's going to be a long-term solution. So now the sales team says, look, I appreciate that you want 50 deals next year, but let's, let's get 50 units represented by 10 franchise owners on a development schedule that will incentivize them if they can stay on the, on the development schedule so that we get 10 franchisees who own, who own the 50 units. It's a, it's a different mentality. So now the qualifications change at the front end and now the person and people that we're looking for um, are slightly different. So this is where like, call, call it a cop out by PR firms. I would, that's not a cop out by what I'm saying. I'm saying you got to now go back to the entry point and have the conversation to really dive into what is possible. And if, if the top, this is the top of what's possible, uh, we're going to need more resources to get there. Nick, what, what do you think is the biggest reason that management gets that mindset wrong when they're setting these goals and working with their team? I mean, it's, it's 
part of it is life. I mean, we're all we're all conditioned that if we're not growing, we're dying. So mentally, and that's you and your business and me and mine, like mentally, we are focused on growth. Like that that's how our brains work. Cause because we've been we've been conditioned that if we're not growing, then oh boy, we have issues. Um, so that that's that's a that's just life. Life life causes that. Um, and then you look at what are what are pressures of a brand, and depending on what life cycles in, it could be a board saying go do X to the CEO. So the CEO, like there's there's fear, call that life again, fear that I'm going to lose my job uh, if I don't accomplish this. And most CEOs are fearless, and they're like, 50 deals, no problem, we'll go get it. Hey, sales guy, go get the 50 deals. Like, and I look at I look at some of the scenarios that we've been in as an agency when new leadership comes in. I know we're going to be the one that gets fired because new leadership comes in. And when they're not able to hit their sales goals because they're not realistic, they have to find areas to point to and blame. And they go, it's their fault. They're not getting us the leads. Even though if I go back and point to the data and say, like, you're actually, you know, all the indicators are there for X, Y, and Z reasons. So that's that pressure. So I think it's life and pressure and perception of what is winning in franchise. And it's still like, a lot of people, I, I'm going to create a, a lead square jar, but a lot of brands focus on leads. Where are my leads? Where are my leads? That is not what you're focusing on. If anything, you should be focusing on applications because those are quality leads. And even deeper, you should be focusing on deals. So you should be saying, where are my deals? 199 people that don't answer the phone or, or, or tire kickers is a waste of freaking time in this life that is short. So getting more strategic on this is, all, is also essential. But all, all these factors, Charles, this is what causes maybe we should say yes to that person to be yes. Maybe means yes. Yeah. I'm struggling here with the bigger issue, which is, you know, which is how do you reset the management mindset? to really align the sales and really align the franchise. Like, you know, the, my biggest issue is how do you reset that thought process when we're setting the goals? And then how are you building out the assets? And then I don't even want to go into all the things we keep talking about, but you know, are, you know, are these leaders naked? Like, so did we spend the past year not building up our brand assets and now it's, uh, you know, the calendar turned January one, we reset new goals rinse and repeat and we go through the same cycle and we're doing the same thing. And that's what I see so often where it's like, let's just, you know, let's just pause everything for a moment, really build out the strategy in many ways, even these, these larger brands, they really need to reset at a certain point and act as if they aren't right. And, and reset the process, I'm not saying stopping what they're doing, but re-inventory their assets. And, and because I think you become blind to your, you know, to your brand and, and, and the blind spots that you have. I mean, look, you and I can say this till we're blue in the face. Yeah. I, can, I can look at a brand and say, they're like, well, where are our leads? I'm like, you, your website says nothing. Well, we need leads. G great. But they're not going to be quality because your website's not positioning the YUI now. Do you want to redo your website? Nope, we don't have the time or budget for that. Okay, I mean, we'll, we'll work with what we have, but if you're not going to do the fundamentals, how how can I help you get there? And so call that a wash, but 
You want to know how, how you push restart. And here, here's my best advice for those in franchise development. You, you want to know this, Charles? How do you push re, restart? You leave that company. That's it. Because the reality is if you have a CEO or a management team that is unwilling to really dive into the data and say, what is our cost per lead currently? And that, that's okay to look at. What is our cost per deal? Uh, our, is, is our cost per lead, should we be actually spending more on lead generation on cost per lead to try to decrease the number and increase the quality? Like if you can't have a productive conversation and it's always around how many leads did you get and where are my deals and how many people are coming to discovery day and how many are closing, it's not like I don't think that's fixable. The mindset of the best franchisors, the, the leadership team is, or management team as you call them, uh, are the ones that say, how do we find 50 franchise owners that are going to each operate five successful locations that they're going to make significant money off of, that they're going to validate strongly that we're going to help them build and become the next multi-unit operator. Find me that franchisor and to the sales teams, go find people that want to grow the right way. Um, and that's how you push restart. Yeah, I think that's a great, uh, I, I mean, even just that framework, right? And having that conversation, that changes all the mindset. And it's, and the, it would, and you've seen it all the time. Sales teams, sales professionals, where the, when they don't align with the management or the leadership team on the sales, they leave and eventually they start leading really amazing franchise organizations, Absolutely. right? And you see these people leave you see them get frustrated and then, you know, it feels like a year or two or three pass by and they're now at a high leadership level with a growing brand and you're realizing this is not a coincidence at all. I'll tell you what I love and, and given I'm, I'm obviously a little bit older, I, I fell into franchising in 2005. Uh, so I was 24 years old. Uh, and so maybe this is, this is an age thing. Uh, or experience, but I look at some of these emerging brands that are taking some swings on some development people who have been beat up for their whole careers. And these emerging brands are willing to listen and the folks that have been beat up are ready to teach. And that means the next wave of franchisors or people that enter the industry, the next, you know, Nick, Nick or Charles, you entered, you entered young. Go go look at your old YouTube videos. You were super young when you got into this thing. But the next wave of them seem willing to listen to those. And the, the ones that I think have some of the best advice are the ones that, that were bullied by bad management teams that are now like, let me explain to you how this really works. We're not going to overspend on the portals. We're going to use the brokers the right way. It's not about every broker deal that comes in. We're going to be very specific. We're going to grow in concentric circles so that we can increase unit level economics. Like, there are smart development people who are going to make the next great brands better than the brands that they're at now because the next wave of leaders that are coming to franchising seemingly have a tolerance for listening. Nick, I mean, that's true, but we also see the opposite. I see emerging brands trusting experienced development people and, and they're just doing things they shouldn't do legally and from a frame development perspective. So, but I, I guess, look, tie it all together, right? Especially for the emerging brands. You say yes to the wrong franchisees, 
you will destroy your franchise organization. It will never get lift. Also emerging brand. If you work with some of the amazing people that know what they're talking about and they're honest and sincere about development, you're going to grow. And if you don't, someone's going to use your brand to burn through a couple of deals, generate commissions, you're going to get hurt. And then, you know, my takeaway for the bigger brands, for the established brands is really redefine that whole franchise sales development process. It's not franchise sales. It's those, what are those multi-unit development, you know, those multi-unit franchisees that are going to move the needle and be part of the next gen. I think, uh, I think that's spot on. And, you know, I would tag on that, uh, find, find the ability to have the, the conversation. If you're, if you're, if you feel stuck in development, find the conversation, uh, look for the next multi-unit operator. Everybody's marketing to the current one, go build tomorrow's operator and go, go watch the Annie Duke thing that Charles and I talked through. Like if you backcast, go forward five years and play a bad scenario like, oh, we just had our 10th closing of the year. Uh, validation is hurting us. Like we have 20% bad validators and those are in key growth states. Uh, uh, we're spending all of our time trying to support these guys. Uh, people aren't spending enough on marketing. Like go forward and go through a shitty situation, backcast and cover that now and be okay saying no. Move on from bad candidates. If they, if you're like, hey, I mean, I've, I've told this story. I was at a franchise or conference. I'm sitting next to a franchisee. Other top franchisees are on stage. The the third one was middle of the pack, moved, moved his way up. And they said, why did, were you able to move up? And he goes, because I spent 10% of every dollar that I made on marketing in my local market. And the franchisee and it pokes me on the side and goes, that guy's an idiot. I'm like, he's on stage. I will never forget that moment for the rest of my life. If you feel that moment's happening in the sales process, say no. Like, it's just not going to work out. Let them go to your competition. It's not about winning every deal. I think that was fun. I think that was a fun topic. It's amazing. Yeah, Ron, come up I think with. the uh, we got to we got to revisit Andy Duke and that backcasting in the video. We do that next week on Franex. See ya.